0: Sport Social.
1: This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we have a really special guest, uh, somebody whom I've been wanting to interview for a while or have on our podcast for a while, Sandeepan Banerjee. Well, he's a cricket uh, journalist as well as I think he covers a lot of other cricketing events around the world. Hello, Sandeepan. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello, Ajit. How are you doing? I'm doing good
1: i hope uh you're doing good as well i think it's a little bit late for you but i hope uh, this will not be an issue
0: uh no no i'm quite used to you know i'm quite used to do late night work coming
1: from a newspaper background also so yeah i'm used to it <laughs> no problem fantastic so i would say let's start right there uh how did you decide to pursue cricket journalism or cricket scribe as you call yourself uh as your career Ah, well,
0: I've been around for the last 10 years, I guess, in this uh, cricket journalism field. Um, actually, what happened since after like college or school, maybe after my post-graduation, I always wanted to work in cricket. Um, so, you know, things also when maybe, you know, back in India that time, there is not a lot of money in cricket journalism, but still I took a risk. Um, thankfully, I, in my initial days, I got, to, uh, got the opportunity to work for cricket country and had a wonderful team there, had a wonderful editorial team, which guided me a lot, learned a lot from there, um, covered the 2015 World Cup from DESK. Uh, then I started thinking that desk was probably not my cup of tea because I have, like, I have also worked in vernacular media in Kolkata back in 2011 uh, and all. So made up my, actually my first assignment as a journalist, cricket journalist, was a World Cup game between I think uh, South Africa and Ireland at the Eden Gardens. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I started with the World Cup as a as a trainee journalist. I was sent. I was. I did not have accreditation also that time. So I, I covered that game from uh, from the. Uh, I watched the game from the stands. Then I wrote a piece for my Bengali newspaper. Uh, so that was my first on ground coverage, and then you know, I covered my first Test match back in um, 2012, Hyderabad, India, New Zealand. So yeah, after that, I then I shifted to desk for a while, like for next two three years. Later, I did, thought that desk was probably not my cup of tea. So I took full I I took a risk. Actually, I left my full time job with Z and started freelancing. And since then, I have been in freelancing since 2017. I have been freelance. I I
1: have been working as a freelance cricket journalist. Well, looking at your output. Um... And the reach you have, I think it's so far been a success. Well, well, hopefully. Some tough choices, but well done. Thank you. How's the view from within the journalist box when it comes to. So, I've I've been in the audience of an international game, right? Or an IPL game. How different is it if you are sitting in the journalist box? Because you have a bunch of your colleagues sitting around you, but I'm more interested in what sort of a chatter goes around.
0: It depends, uh, Ajit. Uh, Like,
1: if you are covering cricket
0: in the UK, the chatter is a little bit different. If you are we're, if we're covering cricket in India, the chatter is a little bit different. The view also, yeah. I mean, obviously you get probably one of the best seats in the, in the ground to watch the game. You have internet connectivity, you can bring your laptop there so you can work also. Uh, anything you miss, you have a television access as well so you can, um, you know, so... Uh, as a professional, I would say that obviously, um, the view from the press box is uh, like I have seen, like I have been watching cricket since my childhood on on uh, from the stands. But after uh, I started working, I started uh, getting the access of the press box and working for my organizations, for my news, uh, for my uh, like working during big events like ICC events. Um, I believe that, yes, you can say that that as a professional, I like the view of the press box, but whenever I have a little bit of, you know, off time, I try to, especially while covering cricket in the UK or any other Sena countries, because in India, you cannot go out of the press box and sit in the stands. There are restrictions, but in the UK or on the Sena countries, you can do that. So I... Probably like to sit with the crowd, talk cricket, and also watch. Uh, you know, during the game. So I personally, I um, you know, I prefer the stand, uh, view
1: from the stands. Interesting. I mean, from what I hear, it's almost like you are sitting in your living room because you have your laptop, you have internet, you have a comfortable seat, you have a good view, and you have a TV to watch replays if you miss something, right? And you have some intelligent
0: minds to you know talk about
1: cricket also in the press box.
0: But you, at times, at times, you know what happens on those boxes, you miss the vibe vibe of the crowd, you know, sometimes that you also need that and coming from Kolkata, watching all my cricket uh, in, at the Eden Gardens, at the old Eden Gardens, you know, I always miss, miss that vibe. So whenever I get time, uh, I try to, you know, sit in the stands, talk with uh, fans, you know, maybe uh, I have met a, like a lot of interesting fans during do, while doing this. You know, somebody coming to cricket from watching, uh, you know, traveling all the way from Iceland to watch India play. So, that those kind of stories I get from, you know, while I'm at the
1: stands. Would you like to recall any one special incident you were talking about? Uh, you know, a guy or a person from Iceland coming to watch the game. But any specific incident that you would like to recall uh, in the stands while you were watching the game?
0: Oh, I, I, absolutely. I think I, I, I think I have recorded it also. Uh, I was covering the hundred test match of Bangladesh. Bangladesh, they were playing in Sri Lanka uh, at the Sara Oval. Yeah, uh, so, I got, uh, so I got so like I got bored at the at the press box, and I started to walk around and talk to people. And then I met Percy, their Sri Lanka super fan, and the stories he shared of his journeys, yeah. early days, and how he started uh, traveling with the team, and all those stories those are fascinating stories i mean we we have chatted for around two hours i guess so yeah some of the parts i think i have recorded also but i'm not sure whether the uh, how, where the video is at this point but i think i think some wonderful stories he shared share with me wonderful to hear
1: also now if you were to go one step back you never tried cricket yourself never tried to play it yourself
0: I still play. <laughs> uh, so
1: basically,
0: yeah, I, I have I have played cricket, not probably uh, at the school level, at the college level, some university level also. Uh, but I also, these days, I also still play, um, what can I say, gully cricket or the competitive version of the gully cricket, not, ju- not just for fun. Maybe I played some tournaments also. Uh, yeah, sometimes I captain also. I, I captain my team also. So yeah, I I, I still play. Cricket. I play media cricket whenever there is a media game uh, during tours and all. So I I try to try to try to play those matches. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, I'm always ready to play. Even on, during my tour, sometimes on some some of my tours, I travel with my uh, you know cricket shoes. Any opportunity to get uh, to play cricket, I just yeah i just love to take that i think i got an op- opportunity i was covering the 2016 under 19 world cup in bangladesh uh, i think in an informal session the bangladesh under 19 team was having so i i asked them can i bowl at the nets and they allowed me yeah yeah it was not a net actually it oh, was wow. they are just playing <laughs> just outside the you know playing informal cricket out just outside the ground so I said, can I join? And uh, yeah, yeah, in Sri Lanka, I was right. traveling in, I think, Dambula. Uh, when I fa- saw that a group of young kids were playing cricket. So I joined them. I had a, yeah, a lot of fun with them playing cricket. So yeah, I played cricket. I think I played cricket in New Zealand, South Africa, England, obviously in India, in Sri Lanka, in Bangladesh. Yeah, I
1: have played cricket mm-hmm. uh, at some places, I guess. I think... Uh... You could almost boast of as many places you've played cricket as an international cricketer.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, not That's really. no achievement, I think. <laughs> uh, my performances could have been better, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you ask him to probably still. Actually, so. the thing is, That's if okay. you cover That's cricket good. in the UK and all, so uh, at times, what happens? There, the press conference, for for example, at the Oval, the press conference room is at the underground next where the underground nets is. So when just we uh, we were waiting for players and anything, I, I just take the ball and ask someone, can you bat? So I can, I just uh, started bowling. <laughs> I, I think I think recently Melinda Farrell shared a, v- a video of Bharat Sundaresho bowling at the nets. I think at the, on that video I was batting at the other right. end. So we had all those kind of, and there are other, other you know, cricket uh, enthusiastic, all journalists as well, who also, you know, sometimes accompany us. And we just, whenever we get an opportunity, whenever you get a uh, place
1: to play cricket, we just play. Absolutely. So, at the end of the day, you are, well, you remain a hardcore cricket fan. That's what every cricket fan does, right? I mean, if you go at the back of a stadium uh, stand, you'll probably see a few people playing there. So, you know, you go relive those same memories or you probably try the shot that Kohli tried or somebody in front of you on the other side of the stand, right? So why not? Fantastic. Fantastic to hear the flame burns bright, right? So now we've been talking about really, you know, uh, positive things, but as a journalist who have gone through so many countries, are you are you able to relate any let's say less than savory events uh, that you had to encounter as a journalist?
0: Nothing as of. Well i can remember i have experienced uh, some interesting matches um, but like uh, but i cannot remember any
1: you know memory which i don't want to remember
0: so far and so
1: far i have been i guess i have been lucky lovely i mean i hope it stays that way throughout your career maybe hopefully hopefully now uh, if you were to come to some of the action from on field so, there have been two one-day internationals that are currently ongoing. So, one of them is the India-Australia game. The other is the Pakistan-England series, right? So,
0: that's the T20 internationals, right?
1: Ah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> both are T20 internationals. I'm marked both as T20 ODIs. Okay, my bad. In any case, going back to this one. So, did you get a chance to see either of these games? Maybe you covered one of them?
0: No, I'm not covering. I'm t- I Currently, I'm on a break. Uh... I have seen the India Australia one. I have followed the England game on social media. Okay. Um, I was excited to see uh, you know the return of Chris Fox, uh, but unfortunately he did not play the game. Right. Um, yeah, I was looking to looking forward to see Phil Salt back because I have seen him from close quarters in the hundred recently. Uh-huh. Um, so I was exciting to see um, see how he replaces Jason Roy in the team. In the scheme of things, uh, for England, India game, obviously uh, I, I obviously I followed it or uh, you know, I watched the online streaming of the game. Yeah, yeah. so really
1: still a few awesome. things to do for India, I guess. Is the death bowling? Well, that was what I was going to ask you. Well, having made two hundred and seven, they failed to defend it. So, you are surprised by the way how Chris Green has actually responded to being promoted up the order at all
0: uh yes i yeah i was expecting english to open the innings um uh but this game was was i think i think i think he is taking this game as an opportunity to show the selectors that he that he is not a in in the world t20 uh, squad in the australian squad and that was the mistake of the selectors i guess he's taking these games as an opportunity to the show the show the mirror to the selectors.
1: Well, that was such a mature innings. I mean, it took the pressure of the entire top order. Those runs, his 60.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and
1: at, 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 at a
0: position where um, you know he hasn't batted much.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I don't think he's played many competitive games at uh, as an opener because it's just, it's something that's not easily acquired, right? That skill set. So very well done him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and India, India, India. Remember, India had a very good new ball attack. Ubi and U-b- both are very good. Absolutely. Both are very good new ball bowlers.
1: I mean, that's one thing. That was one talking point because he was rightly declared the man of the match, right? So, he's sixty-one of thirty, and then he also took a couple of catches. Well, he his overs were a bit costly, but the other perspective is the the way the game finished. So it was Wade who actually won the mm. game. I mean, for me, because he took them to hundred green, and then he got out. But then the other hundred runs were made around with Josh English, Tim David, and then mainly Matthew Wade. So Matthew made, Wade, of so course. What are your thoughts on this? Because I, I was actually doubting whether he'll even be a part of the Austrian Eleven if both Stoynis and Marsh are fit.
0: Well, uh, Wade is a very underrated cricketer, I guess. We've seen his performance throughout the year. Um I think I think Wade is a very good utility cricketer. And he, you can trust him. At a, a, he's a very flexible batsman. So, so you can put him at any position. You can ask, ask him to open. He'll open. He can bat number three like he used to do for Gujarat. He can. He can be a finisher. Uh, so, and he's like very capable. He has the shots uh, to adapt to those conditions. Um, if you have seen the way he batted uh, in the in that game on the other day. And like he 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 was the way he was preempting the way he was you know us, making the bowlers bowl to his channels to his likings. I think that is incredible. I think I think one of the best finishers, uh, I, I finish, match finishing innings I have seen. And I have I think people on Twitter they were saying that Matthew Wade is doing what India want DK to do probably. Absolutely,
1: or Ashley, I would want Tim David, or would think Tim David would do. But uh, yeah, actually,
0: I thought that Tim David is their, there, uh, is there uh, you know, a fast choice finisher, and Wade will be a sub. Will will play the supporting role. But cricket is a funny game,
1: always, always, right? So now, from India perspective, if you are to look about the finishing, Ooh. so. The overs, I would say 17, 18, 19 were the ones that really cost India the game. Yeah. Two of those were bowled by Bhuvi, one by Harshal. Mm. I mean, in theory, these are the designated finishers if bumra is not there. bumra is there, it's a different story. Mm. Do you think the captain could have done something differently, maybe given Umeshan over
0: there? Uh, like, if you have seen Umes as a death over, he in ICL also. He's not a very good death over Um, Well, hmm. I what captain could have done, I think they would have asked Bhubi to bowl just one over in that phase between 16th to 20th. Um, Maybe one over more for Hardik, maybe. Um, Also, Herschel is coming back from an injury, he hasn't played competitive cricket for a while. Uh, But you never because these games are being played so that India can test these bowlers, right? And uh, so, if Rohit Sharma probably uh, not did not give Harshal that over, how how you would have tested him that whether he is good enough to bowl? At, I think he is expected to bowl at least three overs in between in the second half of the innings in World Cup. So, if you want to groom him from the World Cup, you have to put him at those you know pressure situations.
1: Indeed. Yeah, it's probably a learning curve more than you know the results of this because especially the, they don't really count exactly.
0: yeah, any international game count the result of any I, I I personally believe that any result of an international game should count that's but if you look at the larger perspective, India is trying out few options um, so you know and considering that Harsel is coming back from injury, coming back from a layover, i think i I'll not I, I will probably need more sample size to say that that probably harsel should not feature in the playing 11 in the world cup the sample size is
1: at this point is very low well, I can understand. So, I would say maybe a few more overs from these people and maybe Bumrah. So, I was always under the impression, right, when India lost those close games previously mm-hmm. because Harshal and Bumrah were not mm-hmm. there, at least in the Asia Cup, right? It was a similar thing and I said, come on, because the bo- these both were not there, probably they were not as good as, you now. the Indian finishing, bowling finishing was not as good. Pubi was good, really good always up front, but towards the end, he's not that good. I think Ashutthi was also quite good. Arshdeep was definitely good and he he's probably missing out here because, uh, well, Harshal has to fit in and one day Bumrah comes back. Is there any chance, because Bhuvi is used really up front and not very well at the back end of the innings, any chance Arshdeep may fit in ahead of Bhuvi for you once both uh, Bumrah and Harshal are fully fit and firing?
0: Ah, mm, uh, it's look looks tough because if you look at India's bowling plan, they need someone with the new world ball expertise as well, right? So you cannot bowl two overs or, or three overs of Bhubi in the with the new ball, right? You have to keep at least two overs for, of him for the back end. Harshal is more of a death-over bowler. Arshadib is also more of a death-over bowler. Um, and so who will bowl, the, the top, bowl uh, with the new ball? They need someone with, with the Bhubi you know, skills to bowl with the new ball. And if you have seen Bhubi's performance in the UK uh, against England, the spells he bowled with the new ball, I think that was the deciding factor. Uh, that was the deciding factor of the series, the T20 series. So I think, I think, I think they probably Bhubi will go to Australia as India's first choice bowler. But if his performance, you know, um, the graph of his performance goes downwards, then I think, I think probably yes, then they have to, there will be a desperate situation, then they have to probably play Arshadip. Right. Let's see. Or maybe, maybe a, there, there'll be a, a match-up between Harshal, Harshal, and Arshadi because her, if Harshal's form, you know, what we have seen, obviously he will get better. But if he doesn't, then obviously uh, Arshadi will come into the scheme of things for a, a spot in the first-choice eleven.
1: You know, uh, all of this talk of a left-arm around the wicket guy. I mean, what happened to Natarajan? We've not heard from him at all.
0: I think I think he's injured
1: right he's been injured for a while now almost a year I mean he's suddenly gone off the boil at least in the fans minds I think
0: yes I think I think uh, and I think he's injured. I cannot confirm you with hundred uh, percent but I think he's currently uh, recovering. recovery but Natarajan was an ex- right. would have been an exceptional option Natarajan, the way he executes his skills at the overs um, I think, I think probably after Bumrah, he's India's at that point with that form, he was India's uh, you know, mm. best death over bowlers after Bumrah. bowler.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, because you brought up the name, I wanted to finish it off in that uh, note Bumrah. So he'll play this World Cup, he'll probably play the upcoming uh, limited overs World Cup as well in 2023, but then after that. Given that he's sometimes injury-prone and, you know, given his how how his action can take a toll on his body, do you think India should then probably let him pick and choose or the management themselves make some moves so that they pick and choose him? Because he can win test matches. For me, that comes a little bit above, you know, uh, the limited horse cricket. But what are your thoughts on this? If
0: you have seen the workload work management of the current, uh, you know, Indian team tank, uh, i think i think they are already you know picking um, not not expo- overexposing Gumra. so if you have seen the amount of cricket he has played in recent months uh, he has got a lot of break and um, obviously and i actually asked this question since you have asked this to me i can remember i asked a specific question to Gumra in one of the press conferences in the uk and he said that uh, because they look at the schedule very closely these teams and players and all so if you see that like in 2023 you will have a 20, 50 over world cup so if will you will see bumra will be playing more 50 over cricket than, uh, than and less t20 cricket and we are seeing the opposite this time around because of obvious reasons and you also said that if like there is a world test championship final at the cards and important test tools uh, are there, then he will more, probably focus more on uh, red ball picket. That's what he said in a press conference, to, uh, answering to one of my questions.
1: That's nice to hear.
0: Yeah, like I specifically asked him about this picker's pick and choose thing.
1: All right. I mean, you, you talked about asking some players some interesting questions and so on, but you were in the UK recently covering the 100, yeah, yeah. weren't you? I was, I was. What is your experience there covering the latest, greatest format of cricket?
0: Interesting format. Interesting format. I, I thought that 100 is designed uh, by the ECB. Many people, uh, first of all, I let me clear that many people back home, especially in India, uh, there is uh, there is a talk that, that the ECB is trying to be a competitor of, uh, they're trying to bring out a competitive brand uh, of IPL and all. It's not that. The target audience of hundred is is different. Like if you have seen uh, the tournament, uh, I think I think that ECB is trying to get a new fan base for the game of cricket. They're investing actually. So basically, in the hundred games, I've seen a lot of kids coming uh, c- coming to these matches with parents. And for the kids, like it was just a five pound ticket. So it's is probably the cheapest way you can uh, go to a cricket ground in the in the UK. Um, and uh, you know, there is a lot of uh, you know activities for the kids during those matches. So ECB prep is has designed this competition to uh, you know, um, to attract the, these kids. because if you have seen the setup of UK school system, uh, in I think if I'm not wrong that they don't play cricket at the public schools uh if if you if you study in a private school you will have to you will get to play cricket mm. and also um cricket is still like most of the international cricket in UK is still not free to air uh so but hundred some of the most most of the hundred games were in free um, is a free to air on it's on bbc so i guess i guess ecb is just this is more of an investment as of now this tournament is as of now, it's more of an investment of ECB to, you know, to get some new fans for the game. That's what I felt.
1: No, you're right. I mean, look, I'm not against multiple forms of cricket uh, taking uh, root and look, at the end of the day, it is also an earner as far as certain yeah. boards are concerned and, you know, players themselves are concerned. So, it's none of it is wrong mm. for me. It's about, well, it has sort of pushed the first-class structure of the Test matches out of absolutely uh, absolutely. calendar in August. That I wanted to understand if when you had a chat with you know journalists and your colleagues in UK, what is the way they are receiving it because they have been some of them probably have been watching uh, you know this uh, game uh, for a few years. So, what are their thoughts on whether it's a right move or not, and what are your thoughts?
0: Look, regarding hundred, I have seen some diverse opinions. Like completely diverse opinions among fans, among journalists, among all the stakeholders. Uh, like, if you talk about red ball cricket, I have to say that in, in the county championship will see. For I think for the first time that we'll see a county championship ending in October. I mean, they are playing first class mm. cricket in October in UK. It's unim. I mean, Who would have thought that maybe ten years back? But um, you know, I think. I think. If you look at the schedule post COVID, of schedule of all these boards post COVID, uh, the top cricket boards, they are quite crammed, you know, because of uh, you know, various logistical issues, because of availability of players, all these issues, broadcasting uh, issues also. Uh, you are right that uh, they, because of 100, uh, they are first class cricket. I would not say I use the word neglected, but maybe, maybe what can what is the right word? I think I think these tournaments have over over-sadow, overshadowed their first-class cricket a little bit, uh, but still, I think um, I if you ask me personally, I am I, I am quite okay with this format, and especially knowing the you know objective of the UK that they want to have the, they want to get new fan, fans for the game of cricket. So, I am quite, quite okay with it. But obviously, I, on the other hand, I am not a hmm. supporter of you know red ball cricket being neglected. Uh, I think they have to, at least their domestic schedule, they need to manage it a little bit better.
1: Agreed. I mean, probably they will shorten some of the championship uh, rounds. I mean, that's not something that will be met with a lot of enthusiasm as well.
0: Yeah, uh, there is a debate also in the UK that if you have 100, then why do you need the T20 that T20 that Premier T20 tournament? Uh, but T20 tournament they have also different fan base because those are basically county versus county, right? Hampshire winning this time, and we had a wonderful finals day at a great final this year. I was there covering the final also, um, so they have the kind county loyalty there also because loyal county fans will go to these matches and all. Hundred is more of a you know more of a like new fan base. It's not exactly the county fans. Hundred even those who haven't watched like one of my friends, his uh, niece I think I think his niece she is like seven or eight years old. The first cricket match she watched on on live that was hundred and after watching those men's and women's matches back to back she is now a fond of cricket she mm-hmm. she loves cricket now um she, she recently I, I, I think after that she came for a test match fantastic so yeah so this is this is what i want to say that if you you know if your objective is good if your objective is obviously making money is important i know that but there is also <laughs> you need to you know you you have to be you have to sustain yourself you know to make money uh, but but I think I think ECB is doing a good job with this thing. But as I am absolutely um, I completely agree with you that their uh, red ball cricket needs to be you know especially the domestic one needs to get better needs to get a, a look in as well in terms of scheduling.
1: Indeed, I mean I think they'll work a way out. So I mean I had opined it previously that you know multiple forms of cricket can exist and it's a good thing if they all you know at the end of the day still allow for the top format which which you know players agree and administrators may or may not agree is test match cricket
0: and that's the future yeah. that's the future if you you will see the international cricket also uh, in future you will see multiple former from uh, teams will play multiple forms of cricket uh, as at, at different at, at different places so you'll probably see India and England playing at20 game and in the UK and at the same time they will probably play a test match in the West Indies. India and West Indies will be placed uh, play a test match because they, the talent pool is so much in these countries, uh, and there are so much of you know we talk about specific uh, players for specific format
1: as well. I think most big teams these days have three different teams that they can put out if required of three formats. Yeah, and so on. but not all yeah. the teams. No, no, some big teams. I agree. I know what you mean. So. Now, if you were to go and talk a little bit about your experiences while well, you were in the u k did you get a chance to cover any women's cricket outside of the hundred, and what are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, unfortunately no i I was willing to looking to cover some of the games England some South Africa women were there at that point they were playing some white ball cricket at that point, but I, unfortunately, I did not get that opportunity to um, cover those matches uh but uh, in, few, in in the past i have covered their t20 finals day at the hope so i was there in the uk in 2018 also and i specifically traveled to hope to to cover their t20 women's t20 finals day and that was a wonderful experience for me wow okay
1: do you think even bcci would be able to organize something like this if the same amount of enthusiasm is shown and they see it as you know something viable because we've been expecting a women's IPL for a few years already and it's 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 coming we here in the coming year so we are really looking forward to it as fans but do you see BCCI also taking a leaf out of their English counterparts and organizing more and more women's cricket especially the shorter formats
0: they have to I think this is high time they have to and I think
1: I think now um,
0: there is a certain amount of fan base for women's cricket in India also so yes as of now women's ipl is on they have a specific they have allocated a specific window also i think it will be a 6 team event if i'm not wrong uh, for the first season um so yes i guess i guess yeah, why not women i think i think we'll see a women's ipl probably next year
1: well lovely to hear this from somebody who has a bit more know how than uh, some of the other people i usually <laughs> talk to so i really I'm looking forward to that, you know, the UK style, uh, you know, the format where there is a women's game in the morning. or
0: And it, and good to see that BCCI is uh, uh, organizing it as a standalone event. It will not be clubbed with the men's IPL.
1: Ah, So you're going to uh, say it's going to be probably held completely separately so that yes. it gets all the coverage yes. rather yes. than getting clubbed.
0: As of now, you know, things can t- change drastically. Well, as of now, that's the plan. Because in that March window, Australia men's team will be there in the, India also, so they will be playing the test, test series. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think I think we'll probably see the women's IPL playing
1: alongside the men's
0: you know, test series.
1: Right. I mean, let's see let's see how that comes up. But I'm really hoping there'll be a nice window where women's uh, cricket also can be prioritized. Now, if you were to take a quick look at pakistan england games so i understood you told me you've not uh watched much of it we only followed a little bit of it so i mean this pakistan team plays a certain brand of cricket at least in t20s which is a little bit outdated don't you think that i mean this is just sort of a generic um opinion rather than w- whatever you saw from the england uh series at home for them so they sort of play t 20 is more like what uh you know csk is to do about 2013 2014 sort of
0: era i think i think Aust- in australia it will be a test for pakistan team this team because on those big australian grounds mm-hmm. on those bouncy pitches uh, their batting will be tested i think their batting is a little bit top heavy and uh, they are you know in some of the these uh, asia cup matches mm-hmm. they promoted some of their pinch hitters and six a couple of sixes there and all so that worked for pakistan in the asia cup but in the World Cup, on those big grounds, uh, pace friendly. If we have little bit of zip on those pitches, uh, it will be tough. I think. I think it will be. It will be a challenging uh, prospect for the Pakistan batting. But Pakistan bowling is looking good um, with shain Shah and uh, Nasim Afridi. Uh, Shah Fridi and Nashim Shah taking the new ball. Mm-hmm. I think they have bowling has a little, little bit of variety but on the batting front if they have to chase big totals and all you never know i i i i, I would back the probably other team maybe you know mm-hmm. but i think if they if they set a total one if they can reach 160 170 uh, it will be
1: hard total to chase against this bowling attack right i mean that's the point if you if, even if they get a little bit of assistance from the pitch that bowling attack will be something else entirely the fast bowling attack especially. yeah yeah, I mean, if you look at the currently ongoing series, right, I think they miss Shadab Khan, both the spinner and the middle-order finisher. So, you can see they started well and they really lost team after the 10th over in the first T20i. Because from something like, uh, you know, 109 in the 14th over, they just could only make uh, 158. Their hitter would have really helped. And I think uh, Kushdil Shah didn't come off. They tried Haider at 3. That didn't work. So, they're trying Shan Masood in the middle order uh, or top and middle order because he's taking uh, Fakhar Zaman's place. And I think it's temporary. I don't expect, uh, you know, Fakhar Zaman will come back and he'll take the number three. It's very pivotal. He's sort of that uh, guy who can carry on momentum into the middle overs once this, you know, Azam and uh, Rizwan pair are, are done with their work. So, I mean, there's a bit of work there from the batting order. You're absolutely right. So, the first ODI, did the English batting surprise you? Because, I mean, Hales came back. Into the team, he's made a 50. Harry Brook, who's a new boy on the block, he's made 42. Uh, so, it's like at least the limited overs future of England cricket looks very bright.
0: Uh, when Josh Butler took over as a, as a full-time captain, uh, the team looked little bit unsettled when they played against India. Uh, but now, they are slowly settling down. I think Johnny Weston will uh, be a huge miss for England, I guess, uh, in the World Cup so you know and right. I never i think I think I think it can it can uh, turn out to be a different uh, I think it otherwise if Johnny Vesto was there in this squad I would have thought that England and Australia will be the two clear favorites going into this world cup but now um, England need to find a batsman who can play the role of Johnny Vesto. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Phil Salt. Um, I think I think I, I have high expectations from Phil Salt. I have Harry Brooks. He's a very good bat. Um, he's a very good batter. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I would like to see Ben Stokes. I'd like to see Ben Stokes taking more responsibility in this team.
1: Mm.
0: I think I think uh, in this World Cup, I feel that he should bat high up the other.
1: how high do you think i mean 3 4 or maybe 5 4 4 not less i think he should bat at 4 all right interesting i mean he has the explosive power and because he needs i think he needs to face more number of deliveries right 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 uh, makes sense that's that seems like an interesting suggestion as well I think uh, Matthew Mott is probably listening, right? I mean, it makes sense, but, uh, he'll probably adapt. <laughs> Hope so.
0: And, 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 and anyway, England bad deep, right? In England white ball, these England white ball teams, they bat bad deep. So, I, I don't think they have the, you know, they, they can, they think on the lines of getting bowled out. That I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, with their play also, I don't think that they don't think about uh, this. They worry about getting bowled out. Right, so they bat deep. I think I think uh, Ben Stokes can play the role of someone like what probably Jura Singh did in twenties, 2007 World Cup for India. Mm, mm.
1: Nah, that would be a very good one indeed. You're right. Sort of the power that he brings is always never in question, so mm. uh, that's an interesting thing. But the second uh, T20 is currently underway, and Pakistan. Uh, have ended up conceding a big total, 199 for England, uh, batting first, right? So I think at least at the halfway mark, England looked to be the favourites. Again, you know, their top order came really good. So they had solid contributions from Salt and Hales. And then Ben Duckett made 43. And Harry Brook 31 and Moeen Ali finished off very strong with 55 not out, the captain. Uh, So, I mean, at least as things stand... They are the favourites in the second uh, T20I, England once more, right? It's a longest T20I series, a seven-game series, so there's plenty of uh, twist and turn left. But uh, at least they're putting the right uh, foot forward, England.
0: Yeah, they are. They are, and I and I, I like the way their team management is. Uh, you know, uh, I know that there is seven matches in the series, but team management is willing to give chances to most of the players. So I think first in first two games, Oaks and uh, Wood are not playing, if I'm not wrong um so they will probably play the second half of the series without wokes, i think their bowling especially in white ball cricket at the death us, looked a bit one dimensional which i felt during uh, while covering their games in the uk uh, but this bowling attack looking is looking good ah. with wokes and wood coming in
1: absolutely absolutely so even wokes is probably going to make a point or two because uh, his place in the t20 world cup is you not know, not too sure as well so he was he's coming off an injury layoff he's always considered a long format bowler so he has something to prove because he can bat so he has something to prove as well there let's see if uh, he's going to make yes, up
0: yes but yeah i think i think he's a very good i think he's a very good shorter format bowler as well if you have seen his domestic record if you have seen his record for england white ball teams also um i think i think owen morgan as a captain he trusted he, him a lot with the uh, bowling in the death um, even I have seen for his uh, domestic sides also, he bowled uh, a lot of number. Of, I think he was one of the premier death bowlers in the UK maybe a couple of years back. Death white ball bowler.
1: Mm. So at least Tom Curran will not see much of. Um, at least he's not able to make a comeback with uh, any of these other formats he plays as well. So, okay. At least England are really well placed as far as I'm concerned. They'll be one of the challenges come the World Cup to you.
0: They, absolutely absolutely and look if you are look at the, if you look at their group also uh, I think England and Australia will probably be a bit ahead of their other rem-
1: uh, remaining teams of that group yeah I think they will be the two teams that will be going to the next uh, step without uh, our next stage without too many problems so you
0: can though though, though we always try to you know, tend to neglect New Zealand in ICC events. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think they have taught us in the last few years that we should not count them out as well.
1: Somehow, from the latest series that they played against Australia, it was a limited-over series as well, they didn't look all that well set. Mm. But you're right. Come the day, come the tournament, I think they always put the best foot forward. And they can shock. Yeah. They're always called the dark horses. They're never made the favourites.
0: Yes. And uh, if things go... Uh, as far we predict, then Sri Lanka will probably will feature in that group also. So and with their, I though it will be different pitches, then the, it will be completely different conditions than what Sri Lanka saw in Dubai. Uh, but I think I think Sri Lanka can, can challenge with the confidence in their team. I think they can also challenge these teams as well. They may not qual- uh, you know, qualify for the semis but they can spoil the party for others as
1: well no i expect sri-lanka might actually surprise one or two teams because nobody gave them a chance in the asia cup i know they're playing in their uh, mm. more favored conditions but i think this team mm. has something more to it i mean they have the belief now after having won the asia cup they might say you know even on bounce here slightly different conditions they'll back themselves mm. to go further because all of these fingers variety spinners they have and even the wrist spinner they have they can actually be a handful even on bouncy pitches because if you look at how Afghanistan have fared with Rashid Khan and Mujibur Rahman, those sort of spinners can be a handy bunch if they get their lines and lengths right even in Australia. right? Look, uh,
0: I think yes. Sri Lanka, we all believe that is they a spin-dependent team. And uh, I asked this question again in a, one of the press conferences in the Asia Cup. And they are, I think their bowling coach was there. And he pointed me out that if you have seen sri lanka in the first first few games or maybe majority of the tournament they have bowled only eight overs of spin so they are banking on their first bowler they are they were grooming their first bowlers for the t20 world cup even in the asia cup mm. and dushmanta chamira will come back in the scheme of things for the world cup so sri lankan pace bowling attack will uh, you know will be handy and with two quality spinners there it's a good bowling attack for those conditions. So Sri Lanka will not be, you know, over dependent on spin in Australia.
1: Right, right, right. It'll be it'll be an exciting Sri Lankan team in any case. I like the energy that their skipper brings and the rest of the team. Uh, Chamika Karunaratna. They are mostly utility cricketers, but as a group, they are far more powerful than those individuals that make up the group. As goes the saying. Absolutely. We can take a quick look at the limited over series that uh, Indian women are playing in England. So, having lost the T20I series, having uh, having put the right foot forward in the ODI series with the first ODI win where their bowlers did the job, I think the second uh, ODI was completely swept away by uh, our skipper, right, Harmanpreet Kaur. The way she made her hundred.
0: Absolutely. It's a. It's a de- Don't you think it's a deja vu of her innings in the semi final of the 2017 World Cup. Against Australia,
1: absolutely. That was more like a 170. I mean, that looked like an unstoppable inning. So did this. I think she, yeah. she had two more, or she would have probably also hit that score.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, good to see that England, in India, in, uh, women team is uh, doing well in the UK. I know that is the England. This England side is a little bit depleted, uh, but still beating England in England is always a you know huge. For a, at least in women's cricket, it's a huge task. Absolutely, and. Um, and let's not forget that we'll have a women's T20 World Cup also in ne- early next year in South Africa. So, and uh, India will be, you know, obviously Australia will be the favourites, but looking at India's performance in recent tournaments and with uh, women's IPL, motivation of a women's IPL contract and all these things uh, there. So, I think India will be one of the you know, key uh,
1: contend- uh, contenders for the tournament also absolutely let's see if you know they are able to convert this promise because i remember how they sort of suddenly collapsed from nowhere and lost that world cup final it will stay with me for a while so i think they can uh, redeem themselves
0: yeah but if you but if you have seen their performance against australia in this year's commonwealth
1: commonwealth games final
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think they have made a drastic drastic improvement i what i feel let's see let's see if they are also able to you know uh, convert this into a title there is a title missing in the indian women's uh, international team for a while yes now, if you were to take a quick look at some of the news off field, so Surrey have been crowned the 2022 First Division County champions, and they did it at home, with some you know stalwarts of the of their uh, club watching, like Mickey Stewart, right? He's a non-agenarian. he's there. He was yeah, there. of course. He won. So was his son Alex, but they were all there, and Alex is now the director of cricket at Surrey, and it must be a proud moment for them to see you know how the way they beat Yorkshire. So Somehow it's like the Mumbai of, uh, you know, the England county. Mm-hmm. If you beat Yorkshire, it's always a big mm. deal. They beat them. Yeah, of course. And that was the game with which they won the... Uh, and remember, are...
0: it it was a depleted sad
1: side because most of the uh, top Saturday players, they are on national mm-hmm. duty at this point. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can already see Karan and all of these people already here. David Malan, many people are here. You're right. You're
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think I think overall, if you have seen Surrey, uh, if you have followed Surrey cricket closely for last few years, they have been producing these utility cricketers. Like, look at the number of players currently in the U- in England team from uh, who from Surrey. So, yeah, you know, Surrey has really become a pipeline for English national team. And good to see these these players are coming up. They are very good players. They are very you know gutsy players. I believe uh, or like someone like uh, you know. Sam Curran, look at the way he, you know, transformed himself as a cricketer. Now he is, you know, probably in the in the 50-over team. He's he's being, uh, you know, thought as uh, as one of the replacement for Ben Strokes. He with the bat also. He was batting up the order in the hundred, uh, playing some extravagant shots. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I think I think uh, overall, sare cricket is in a, a good uh, shape at this point.
1: Absolutely. And look, uh, I always like that they have a senior cricketer, senior pro. It was Sangakara for a few years now. It's Hashim Amla, mm-hmm. who sort mm-hmm. of retired, but has seen it all. Right. Yeah, They have somebody mm-hmm. like this. He He's usually in the leadership group, but sometimes he's just there. Mm-hmm. In the They help these up-and-coming cricketers a lot, I've heard. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. That has
1: always but, been a Sarai strategy. I can remember Anil Kumle also being a part of the sare
0: team in the, in, the, in the past, yeah.
1: And they have the right sort of mix between locals and professionals or like uh, overseas players. So you're absolutely right. They are in they are in robust of health. You may expect some more good results from them in the upcoming uh, seasons as well. So congrats to Saray. From that, if you were to move on, Robin Utthapa has announced retirements uh, from a retirement from all formats. So his international career we knew was long over, but I thought he had a resurgence with IPL a couple of seasons back and he did not do particularly badly last season either. Does this take you as a surprise that he retired from all cricket?
0: Um, a um, little bit, a little bit. I you can say, especially after um, last season. Uh, but but again, maybe maybe uh, you know these IPL teams. You know they try to. I don't. I, I know that CSK looks to have. a... a, a Similar kind of uh, similar group of players for few few uh, few seasons. Uh, Robin Uthappa, yes, probably he could have continued for one more season, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, it's okay because these days, uh, even if you are retired, there are quite a few opportunities for players like these Legends League and all these leagues coming, uh, you know, league happening. So he might uh, also he can uh, now with no no IPL, nothing, no domestic cricket. He can now. Try his luck in other other leagues also, um, right. yeah. But yeah, Robin Uthappa has been a you know he, I I am a huge KKR supporter. So Robin Uthappa, I have fond memories of Uthappa playing for KKR. Um, yeah. I can remember some of Uthappa's you know Uthappa one. I think one of the most impact players in the 2007 World T20 World Cup if you can remember. Uh, He's the innings. He, played at the top and betting at number three made a lot right. of impact on the... Yeah. He, he used to be India's aggressor in the power play in that World Cup. And uh, He uh, had a role
1: he, like there and he fulfilled it beautifully. I mean, later yeah, he yeah, couldn't yeah, continue he or he couldn't retain that role. But I think um, he did his bit and you would think he would under-delivered at the highest level, but I think he would be happy with what he's achieved. He won yes. a World Cup after all.
0: Yeah. Given the kind of talent he, talent he had, I think he, yes, he was uh, underachieved a little bit. But he has his, uh, you know, Indian cricket will always remember Robin Tappa. That I can say.
1: You know, you remember that, uh, you know, that uh, knockout, like penalty style knockout with Pakistan where he absolutely yes up and down <laughs> balls, just hitting the stumps where people like Afridi <laughs> and Umar gul are missing the ball all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's what I say. That's what I, even, even the, knock he play, uh, the knock he played uh, at the Oval, in that ODI against uh, just before the World Cup, the 2007 right. World Cup, in the ODI against uh, England, so all those memories will all be there. you
1: so yes. Hmm. Now I think we can wish Shutapa all the best in the second innings because I've heard him in the commentary box and he seems like a very reasonable sort of a voice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He is actually. He 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 has a little a very good. You know what can I say? He is one of those street smart cricketers, and if you look at these street smart cricketers, they are good, good commentators as well because they can predict things. Interesting. So, as a commentator, I can I have high hopes for him, and also if he plays in the leagues, other leagues. Now he is free. He's a freelance player now. Like he is
1: not in uh, BC, uh, so he can play all these leagues also. Absolutely. I mean, same for Rana. I think who also retired uh, earlier this year. I'm sort of you know, yeah. having something yeah. like this in mind. And they may actually have one or two good years with the leagues as well. Uh, we, we, You can't say mm. uh, that they'll get some opportunities would be great, yeah. right? So just before you let you go, did you get a chance to see this on, ongoing uh, amazing uh, road uh, safety World Series and so on where so many of our uh, former and favorite cricketers are uh, turning the clock back, including Tendulkar, I think today in today's game, he's made 40 of 20 with three sixes and three fours.
0: Yeah, I have seen. I've seen. I've been seeing some highlights of of those mm-hmm. matches. Yeah. So yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, um, some of the players, uh, like the way they are playing. Yeah, bringing back <laughs> memories of our childhood. Absolutely. <laughs> and that I, I think these legends leagues and all these leagues of the former players is all about that. Mm-hmm. You know. You can revisit your childhood a little bit.
1: No, you're absolutely right. It's about bringing back those memories, keeping us middle-aged people still entertained, so to say, right? I'm calling us, probably you're not so old as me, but all right.
0: No, no. (laughs) All right.
1: Thank you very much for uh, your time. It's been a wonderful chat and, uh, you know, it's been very nice to hear some stories and some experiences that you've had uh, as a journalist.
0: Look, I, I think I think. thank you for inviting me. I, I, I never get bored while talking about cricket, you know, so cricket is the only, you know, thing which has bound all us because you are in a different country, I'm in a different country, someone else is different, but we, like, whenever you get the opportunity to talk about cricket, I am always there, so. I, I have really
1: enjoyed this uh, chat. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, and I hope to have you as a Thank you. guest sometime in the future. Would you like to plug? Hopefully, would you like to plug any of your uh, social media outlets, any other uh, site that you work for, anything that you would like to? Uh, I mean, encourage our fans to go listen or read.
0: Well, I'm uh, like I'm trying. I know that being a journalist. Uh, you have to be very active on social media but i am actually trying to get rid of my some of my social media habits but do follow do follow my uh, do follow my what can i say youtube maybe do, you can i am trying to do some travel videos also because i am a huge fond of traveling right. uh, so i am trying to do some travel videos i'm on on on, on do follow me on twitter also so i am not very active on twitter uh,
1: but still all right I wish all our listeners, wherever they may be listening from, a good day. And uh, it's a goodbye from both of us. Bye-bye. Thank you. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.